1984, pastors Jean and Sue started Faith Christian Center in a hotel ballroom. But for the past 36 years, they have taught people how to practically apply the Bible to their everyday lives. Over the years, God has blessed us and the church has grown. Faith Christian Center is now located on a beautiful 73-acre campus in the heart of the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex. We believe the best is yet to come. Today's message will encourage you, inspire you, and teach you how to experience God's best in every area of your life. We're so glad to have you out on this uh, Wednesday night. And, uh, oh my Lord, deliver us from humidity. Can I get an amen on that? And uh, so, we're glad to be here and uh, headed into a normal school year at St. Paul's Preparatory Academy. Another normal school year, amen. And just like they've been since 1988. We're continuing our series on faith and prayer, and we have been talking about the integrity of the Word of God. The integrity of the Word of God is the basis of our faith. You know, if God's lying to you about healing, how do you know he's not lying to you about salvation? If God's lying to you about the baptism in the Holy Spirit, how do you know he's not lying to you about heaven? I mean, really, it's really an all or nothing proposition. Say it out loud. The integrity of the word of God is the basis of our faith. And we've been giving you these verses the last couple of times together. Romans 10, 8. The Word of God is actually called the Word of Faith. But what does it say? The Word is near you, it is in your mouth and in your heart. That is the Word of Faith we are proclaiming. Why is it called the Word of Faith? Verse 17 in the King James says, So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. So God's Word gives birth to faith. God's Word is God's faith expressed. And wherever the Word of God, that is the Bible, is preached, faith springs up. So what has happened all of these years since somebody somewhere decided it would be cool to have sermons without Scripture? Well, faith has decreased. And I believe that's why so many, even of God's people, fell for the fear. Because if you don't have the Bible, faith can't spring up. If you don't have the Bible, you can't have faith. Because faith is a product of hearing the Word of God. Can you say amen? Now listen, faith doesn't come by having heard. I see it all the time. I, I, I don't make it an example or, you know, use people as examples, but I see it all the time. People come in here, they're messed up, they have nothing, and they learn enough word to get their four-bedroom semi-custom house and two cars, and then I, I don't see them as much. Faith doesn't come by having heard. Tell your neighbor, faith does not come by having heard. I like the way Fred Price used to say it. Faith comes by hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing and hearing. Amen? No wonder Abraham had such confidence, which led to this description of him in Romans chapter 4, verse 17. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations. He is our father in the sight of God, in whom he believed, the God who gives life to the dead and calls things that are not as though they were. So Father God not only called the things that are not as though they were, and they leapt into being, but he watches over his word to see that his word does not fail us. Jeremiah 1.12, the Lord said to me, you have seen correctly, for I'm watching to see that my word is fulfilled. The King James says, thou hast well seen, for I will hasten my word to perform it. 
Jeremiah 1.12 Amplified says, I am watching over my word to perform it. Tell your neighbor, the Lord's watching over his word. Once you realize that, then you're very careful about how you pray and about how you talk. The Lord is watching over his word. Now you realize that the words in this book are in the Webster Dictionary. You could find most of them in magazines. You could find most of them in newspapers. I'm talking about the words. It's the way they're organized. They're organized by the Holy Spirit of God. And God is listening. Man, you think your iPhone's listening? You think the NSA is listening? I'll tell you who's listening is God. And what is he listening for? He's listening for his word. Because he wants to hasten to perform it. He wants to hasten to make it come to pass. 2 Timothy 3.16, all scriptures given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction and in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. It, now, this is the principle that, that we ought to pay attention to. It is taking God as, at his word that changes our lives. It is taking God at his word that changes our lives. I rehearsed that last Wednesday, and I think that was in Sunday's message, that phrase, because I... I copied it from Wednesday, put it in Sunday. I'm getting dressed Sunday morning. This is fascinating. This is fascinating stuff. I'm getting dressed Sunday morning. Sue had already come over to the church. I'm getting dressed. And the Lord said to me, you have heard it said that faith is acting on the word of God. He said, that's true, but that's not really the way it works. He says, he said to me, faith is taking God at his word. And the evidence of taking God at his word is taking action on his word. He said, when you tell people faith is acting on the word of God, it almost leaves the idea or the impression that they can pick this and choose that. I'll take action on this. I'll take action on that. But I'm going to delay this and not take action on that. He said, the root, the basis of it is taking God at his word. Now think about this. Think about the implications with regard to money. Think about the implications with regard to the fear fest going on. Faith is taking God at his word. Peter comes to Jesus and they owe taxes. And Peter says, well, I mean, Jesus said to Peter, well, go to such and such a place, go fishing, and uh, you're going to find a fish with a gold coin in its mouth, pay, both of, pay, pay taxes for you and for me. Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't we just love to know where that fishing hole was? <laughs> but my point is, Peter took him at his word. See, taking action on the word of God was based on Peter taking him at his word. Peter, James, and John labored all night, caught nothing. Jesus wants to borrow the boat. Jesus comes along and says, put out into the deep waters for a catch. Master, we worked hard all, all night and haven't caught anything. But because you say so, some of the most important words in the Bible, but because you say so. See, once you learn how to operate on that basis, your life changes. 
but because you say so. You know what that is? That's taking God at his word. Amen. I mean, how does a how does a 99-year-old man with a 89-year-old wife even begin to have faith for a child uh, from his body and her body? Well, he just took God at his word. See, and if you take God at his word, well, then you'll begin taking action on what God has said. And we see this in Romans 4. Romans 4, verse 18 Speaking of Abraham, Paul wrote, Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed, and so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. Say it out loud. Just as it had been said to him. Everything I've done, I've done on this basis. 1985, we bought the three and a quarter acres up there at I-30 and Fielder Road. And uh, we immediately started having 5 a.m. prayer on the empty lot. And of course, you know, what a mess because even if it hadn't been raining, we got dew. I'm stomping around out there believing God. And so because of that, uh, when I was out there many days, most days, I mean, the truth is most days, I was out there by myself. And there was a ridge on actually the highway property was higher. And I used to walk back and forth on that ridge because it was less damp, less muddy. And I, I'm walking west and I'm walking east and I'm walking back and forth. I get to the, the east end where the property ended and the high school property started. I turn and look to the west and I saw three men walking. And uh, I walked toward them. They walked toward me. And the Lord Jesus motioned behind him to the left, and he said, this is nothing. He said, you'll do this. And he talked to me about the things that would come. I just took him at his word. And that's why when we, we wanted to build this building and the city gave us heck, I, I didn't stop. I didn't know how to stop because I'd, I, I had received the word from the Lord. Just as it had been said. January of 2018, he spoke to me on how to sow a seed and give a million dollars toward the five and a quarter million we owed on this property. And he said, quit fooling around and get it all paid off. He showed me how to do it. I just took him at his word. I just took him at his word. And then, of course, there were many opportunities to quit throwing the towel when it, it didn't look like it was going to happen in that, this time frame or that time frame. I just took him at his word. It's what, I've done my, it's, it's what I've done my whole adult life in the ministry. I just take him at his word. Tom Woods sitting back there, the highest compliment I could pay a man is he was never afraid. I've had them fall off me like leaves falling off a tree in the fall because they were afraid. We wanted to borrow, was it, I think it was 80,000, no, it was $100,000 on a $140,000 piece of property, and I had two men quit over that. Who quits, who quits a man of God over $100,000? And it wasn't even like I wanted them to cough it up. I just wanted them to sign the note with me. 
But this was crazy. This was crazy. This was, I mean, we, we borrowed $11.2 million. But he wasn't afraid. And I wasn't afraid. Sue wasn't afraid. Man, you should have heard her. I wish we had a video recording of her strapping it on those two men that morning at breakfast when they quit me. They're a little, you know what, still have not regrown to full size. <laughs> no, this, this, is, this is like big dog stuff. You know, they used to say in Tennessee, if you can't hunt with a big dog, stay on the porch. But to take God at his word. What has God said to us and we didn't take him at his word. Because, see, you have a different, what you do for a living is different from what I do for a living, and what you're believing God for is different from what I'm believing God for. But if I know anything about the Holy Spirit of God, he has spoken to y'all. But have we taken him at his word? Say it out loud, fearlessly. I take my place. I take my place. Yeah. Yeah. And just be nuts about it. You know, two Sundays ago, I'm in the middle of the offering. That's not when you lay hands on the sick. Everybody knows this. You don't lay hands on the sick during an offering. But I'm in the middle of doing my offering spiel. And I don't remember if I saw it or heard it. But I just took him at his word. And two men avoided surgeries because of that two Sundays ago, a back surgery and a knee surgery that we've heard about so far. Just take him at his word. Just take him at his word. What are you going to do? I mean, think about how many people have taken Dr. Frankenstein at his word. Think about it. And he admits in those emails, he lies. He quotes Plato, the noble lie. I don't care why you're lying. If you're lying, you're lying. And you understand the whole noble lie concept from Plato is that the people are so stupid. You have to lie to them to help them along down the road. Well, I, I'm not stupid. I don't, have, I don't need to be lied to. I can make up my own mind. Are you hearing me? Take, how many people, you know, take these politicians at their word? I mean, it just blows my mind. When you think about the culture we live in and how we're being lied to 24-7, 365, it seems to me the least challenging thing of all the things to do is take God at his word. Because he cannot lie. It's not that he won't lie. He cannot lie. Amen. Amen. And then verse 19, without weakening in his faith, he faced the fact that his body was as good as dead since he was about 100 years old and that Sarah's womb was also dead, yet he did not waver through unbelief regarding the promise of God, but was strengthened in his faith and gave glory to God, being fully persuaded. And that's why we do special services. That's why we rehearse some key verses over and over and over. That's why we repeat ourselves sometimes because we want you so thoroughly convinced that the devil can't talk you out of it. If, say it out loud. Faith cometh by hearing. Faith cometh by hearing. 
tell the other neighbor, and hearing, and hearing, and hearing. Yeah, being fully persuaded that God had power to do what he had promised. So it is taking God at his word that changes our lives. It is taking God at his word that changes our lives. There's no greater truth I could share with you tonight. It is taking God at his word that changes our lives. And people just won't do it. They just won't do it. They just won't do it. It is taking God at his word that changes our lives. Now, when I say a statement like that, you think, well, you know, he's talking about tithing. Well, how about this? Spare the rod and spoil the child. You know, I don't have any, I don't have any little psychopaths running around my life. Never spent one nickel on a bail bondsman. Never spent one nickel on a divorce attorney. Never spent one nickel on a custody battle attorney. Tell your neighbor, spare the rod, spoil the child. Oh, but he's so cute. He's got the seed of Adam in him. You leave him to his own ends, he will bring you shame and embarrassment. Because he's got the seed of Adam in him. How about this? If you're given the gluttony, put a knife to your throat. And that'll preach, Pastor. Because we know now, right? We know now. Anybody that reads know, knows now the real problem the last 18 months has been obesity. But nobody in government told you to go outside, exercise, get sunshine, and get the excess weight off. Nobody. Which means they don't care about you at all. It's some other agenda. And actually what they're doing in Australia and New Zealand, God bless y'all, what they're doing in Australia and New Zealand is actually killing people, telling them to go inside and hide because it's the exact opposite of what they ought to be doing for a healthy lifestyle. They ought to get outside, exercise, get some vitamin D. Are you hearing me? Take God at his word. I am always with you. I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. Take God at his word. That's really what it is. Take God at his word. And this, Romans 4.18, look, there are certain chapters in the Bible you must master if you're going to get anywhere with God. Mark 11, Galatians 3, Romans 4, Hebrews 11. There's just certain chapters. You just can't read through them like you're reading the newspaper. You've got to stop when you get to certain chapters and you've got to meditate on the word, you've got to get it down in your heart. Against all hope, Abraham in hope believed as so became the father of many nations, just as it had been said to him. So think about this. Abraham never tried to believe God. He just simply acted on the word of that heavenly visitor. And, and I'm not trying to brag on myself, but I think I can honestly say that... Uh, I, I don't know that I've ever wasted a moment of my time trying to believe God. I just act like what God has said is so. I just move, I just move forward, taking God at his word. I just do what he says. I just do what he says. That's it. 14 months ago, you know, <clears throat> we were still quite a ways away from having this property paid off. And the Lord must have brought something to my remembrance 15 times in five days, which is totally and completely not typical. And so we gave another ministry $100,000. 
I believe that was last June, might have been last May. And uh, within 30 days, so, uh, uh, an African immigrant walked right in the door and handed us $100,000, gave it back. And then before that month was out, then there was a, another 100 and, or more marks right in the door, above and beyond what we would have thought typical. People just don't want to take God at his word. And when I say take God at his word, sometimes these things come to me as impressions. Sometimes these, I see things, and I just do what I saw. I don't know how many people we pulled out of wheelchairs at I-30. I just saw it. I just did it. I just did what I saw. That's it. I just did what I saw. Sometimes it's an impression. Sometimes the Lord speaks, what, to your, ear, to your outer ears? No, to your spirit man, the real you down inside you. Just take God at his word. Dad Hagen used to teach that a lot of times we, we can't make any more for, forward progress with God because he told us to do something and we, we rejected it. And until we go back and do that, whatever it was he told us to do, our forward progress has come to an end. So we have to, in my life, I've come to this place. It's easier just to do it and quickly. Now, there are some things, and I, I think I mentioned last Wednesday night, especially asking somebody's forgiveness because anybody here ever thought it was the Lord telling you to ask somebody's forgiveness and all you did was kick a hornet's nest? I got my hand up. All you did was create a bigger mess than you started with. So there are times where I'll, I'll say to the Lord, now look, you know I'll do anything you tell me to do, but I need to know it's you. So if that's you, bring it back to me. And I do that sometimes with money because I show enough don't want to part with money and find out it was because I ate too much. It wasn't by the leading of the Holy Spirit. I want anointing on what I'm doing. Is anybody listening? Yes. I said, I want, a, I, want, I want the blessing of the Lord on what I'm doing. Yes. And so there are times I'll say to the Lord, now look, I, you know I'll do whatever you want me to do, but I, I need to be sure about that. So you, if that's you, you bring it back to me. And if it's him, he will. And he's never chastised me for taking that procedure with him. Now, if you do that and he brings it back to you and you don't take action, well, then that might be the last time he'll talk to you. See, there's no point in the Lord talking to a mule. There's no point in the Lord. I mean, why should the Lord talk to a goat about doing something when he can talk to a sheep and the sheep will do what he says? And really, frankly, a lot of this is based in exactly what they have played on the last 18 months, and that's fear. Because people, I think they're genuinely afraid that the Lord's going to lead them into the ditch. The Lord's going to lead them into the desert. He's not. He's going to lead us into green pastures. He's going to lead us beside still waters. Now, he might come along and tell you to do something you don't think you can. He's done that with me. But if he tells you to do something, you can do it. Amen. Amen. And this is why here at Faith Christian Center, we're constantly trying to motivate you to take action on the Word of God because it is taking action on the Word of God that releases our faith. I mean, 
If you go to Hebrews 11, the Faith Hall of Fame, and you read through Hebrews 11, it's all about Noah did this, Abraham did that, Moses did this. That's all it is. So how, how, do, how, how did God know and how do we know those people had faith? Talk to me. How did God know and how do we know those people had faith? By what they... Oh, no, not by their good intentions? No, by what they did. Benaiah. What kind of a crazy dude jumps into a pit on a snowy day to kill a bear? I'm going to ask him that when I see him. I don't know. Maybe he was prompted by the Spirit because he became head of David's bodyguard. I mean, was it just for kicks? I don't know, but he did. Maybe he was led to do that, to come to David's attention. Because from that point forward, he was the head of David's bodyguard. I mean, all things being equal, right? You wouldn't normally take that kind of action. <laughs> right? And then we can prophesy our way into stuff. Before David slew Goliath, five times he said, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take off his head. So when you, when you walk with God and you come into union with God and you come into agreement with God, there is another level where you can prophesy your way through. And God will honor it. Because you become his man, you become his woman, you become his representative. Let me, I don't want to get ahead of myself on words. Hebrews 7.22, by so much was Jesus made a surety of a better testament, a better covenant. Hebrews 6.17 and 18, because God wanted to make the unchanging nature of his purpose very clear to the heirs of what was promised, he confirmed it with an oath. God did this so that by two unchangeable things in which it is impossible for God to lie. Tell your neighbor, it is impossible for God to lie. Tell the neighbor on the other side, it is impossible for God to lie. We who have fled to take hold of the hope offered to us may be greatly encouraged. So Abraham rested on the word of the Lord. And now we too must rest on this living word given to the Apostle Paul through the Holy Spirit. We find out in Hebrews 7.15 that Jesus is the guarantor for every word from Matthew 1.1 to Revelation 22.21. And what we have said is even more clear if another priest like Melchizedek appears. Not Melchizedek, like Melchizedek. Verse 22, because of this oath, Jesus has become the guarantee, guarantee or guarantor of a better covenant. So it's a better covenant. So we have a superior covenant. Verse 27, unlike the other high priest, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. Chapter 8, verse 6, but the ministry Jesus has received is as superior to theirs as the covenant of which he is mediator is superior to the old one and it is founded on better promises. So there we have it in two chapters. We have a superior high priest. We have superior promises. We have a superior covenant. So you just need to understand that all of heaven is, is back of the word. The very throne of God is back of the word. Jesus and the Father are back of the word. They are all part of the word. They're all, uh, they're all in agreement. See, 
God the Father's in agreement with God the Son. God the Son's in agreement with the Holy Spirit of God. All three of them are in agreement with the Word of God. What he's waiting on is for you to be in agreement with them. John 1, 14, the word, the, the word there is logos. The word became flesh and made his dwelling, made his dwelling, made his dwelling. In the Greek it reads, he tabernacled us. He tabernacled among us. He pitched a tent. He pitched, so he, he's been tested in all points as we have been tested. He knows what it is to be hungry. He knows what it is to be tired. He knows what it is to need rest. He knows what it is to be sleepy. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. So this was the eternal Logos, the very Son of God, and he tabernacled among us. John 16, 28, I came from the Father and entered the world. Now I'm leaving the world and going back to the Father. See, that was the Word who was made flesh. He dwelt with us for a while. He tabernacled among us for a while. Then in the new covenant, the four gospels and the epistles, God puts himself into men's words. Listen to what I'm saying. In the gospels, in the epistles, in the book of Acts, God put himself in the words of men. 1 Thessalonians 2.13 says, And we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, but as it actually is the word of God which is at work in you who believe. Now, maybe you can't tell it, but I can. I, I can watch my own stuff, and I know exactly when it's God and when it's Gene. But you watch most other ministers, and none of it's God. You know, there's a guy, you know, he's got one of the biggest YouTube presences in the United States of America, and I mean, I just don't get it. I mean, I'd, it's more interesting to me to watch grass grow than to watch that guy. Because what I'm after is the word of God. A rhema Christos. One word from God can change your life forever. One word from God, one word from the Holy Spirit of God can change your life forever. You understand that 1 Thessalonians was the first book written in what we call the New Testament. You want to know which was written first? It was 1 Thessalonians. All they had up until that time was the spoken word. Now think about what I'm saying. 1 Thessalonians was the first book of the New Testament written. All they had was the eyewitness testimony or the recollection of the disciples, the apostles, the evangelists in the book of Acts, because you understand, a lot of what happened in the book of Acts happened among people that never sat and watched and heard the Lord Jesus Christ. For example, the physician Luke, the author of Mark. Mark was dictated, the, the gospel of Mark was dictated to Mark by Simon Peter. But Mark never knew or encountered or listened to the Lord Jesus Christ. The New Testament is full of these type people. So what they had up until 1 Thessalonians was written under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit by the Apostle Paul was eyewitness accounts or sermons by people who had heard eyewitness accounts. That's all they had. It was verbal. It was all verbal. When Paul preached, his message was as authoritative as when he wrote. 
And we know this because in 1 Thessalonians 2.13, he writes, and we also thank God continually because when you received the word of God, which you heard from us, you accepted it not as the word of men, Not as the word of men, but as it actually is, the word of God, which is at work in you who believe. You know, one regret I, I have, I, I've told Austin, one regret I've had is I wish I had kept a journal and I wish I had kept a record of my best messages. What I thought were my best messages, it'd be impossible to pull all that together now. But you understand, because most, because every one of my fathers in the faith is gone now, now, uh, and I've aged, and I've, I've developed the ability, and I've acted on the word of God, and I suppose he trusts me, but he's speaking to me all the time. But when I was a young man, I had these fathers in the faith. And I couldn't count how many times I heard God in them. And I just did what they taught. Now, there's two problems with this. What just came out of my mouth. One is, you know, if you're following a preacher who looks more like an exercise guru than a man of God, well, that might not work out so well for you. And then the other thing is, you can't blindly follow anybody. Even the Apostle Paul wrote, follow me as I follow Christ. That's what we teach here at Faith Christian Center. That's why when we give you Bible, we give you chapter and verse because you're supposed to check it out, make sure we know what the heck we're talking about. We're, we're not like Dr. Frankenstein, trust the science. You know, we're, we're not like... Uh, the Kool-Aid guy, what was his name? Jim Jones led all those people down to South America and they all drank Kool-Aid. No, 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 no. I pastor, I pastor a tough crowd, I know this. And so we give you the chapter and verse so you can look it up. And I watch my own stuff and I can hear God and then I can hear Gene and I know the difference. But you watch some of these guys now, and it's all them. None of it's God. And, and especially if there's no Bible in it, how could there be any God in the message if there's no Bible in the message? Are you hearing me? But faith. You know, uh, one of Sue's cars, some way, somehow, I don't even understand all this. I don't even try and figure it out. So one way, some way, somehow, one of Sue's cars got set on random. And it's really interesting because you get in that vehicle and you don't know. You know, it could be Fred Price, it could be Kenneth Hagin, it could be, you know, you don't know. John Osteen, you don't know until you get in there, you hit, hit the button, it starts up. Oh, and, and th so I'm hearing stuff, you know, get, taking that car to get gas or whatever. I'm hearing stuff that I normally have not been hearing. And what's fascinating to me is how many of those services we sat in and is it really random or is the Holy Spirit 
making it go to this message and making it go to that message. I have no idea. But I, I keep hearing phrases that changed our lives. We were sitting in a service somewhere. That's why we say, where do you think we came up with it? Your answer's in the services. Because we were sitting in a service somewhere and we heard Oral Roberts say this, or we heard John Osteen say that, or we heard Kenneth Hagin say something, and, and it just came alive to us. That was God. That was God. Now, would I say that was God on par with the Bible? No. You still have to take what you think is a rhema Christos, and you got to check it out against the Word of God. You've got to compare it to the Word of God. And the Lord will speak to you in a variety of ways. We were in a tax mess. I used to keep a portion storage in Colorado Springs, convertible. We flew there, and man, I mean, we were, I mean, you couldn't even describe the way I was driving without hardly, you know, using words you shouldn't use. But I mean, I'm telling you what, we were, we were hauling <laughs> west on I-70, and I had an idea. I had an idea. And we get to the hotel in Aspen, and I emailed the realtor we had back then. I said, I want you to do a search on houses in this range in these zip codes. And he, he, the day, next day, he, he emails back, there's nothing in that range in those zip codes you'd even be slightly interested in. I said, okay, well, then take the range up to this range. And so he took the range up beyond what we could do. Okay, this house here, we'll go see that when we get back. And it was, it was, if I remember right, it was a quarter of a million beyond what we could even hope to afford. And so, of course, it took a few days for us to wrap up our time in Aspen. And then I guess we took that car back to Colorado Springs, put it in storage, flew back. And, you know, it takes days to, to do your vacation, fly back, get the appointment set up, and go see the house. Well, in the meantime, they dropped the price if I remember right, they dropped the price 255000 They dropped the price a fifth. And they, they dropped the price to where we could afford it now. I mean, even by the computer. And so <laughs> we went over there with this realtor and, you know, he was about as spiritual as a fence post. <laughs> but we stood in that home See, and we didn't hear anything. Nobody clanged a bell. There was no angel. But you know what we sensed in here? Right in here, both of us, we sensed peace. And we sensed it wasn't favor, pleasure. He was happy. We were looking at that, but we, we sensed peace. So we made an offer and, uh, and bought that house. I may remember some of the facts wrong, but I know we bought it at least a quarter of a million light. And, uh, and it was a good thing too, because we sold it in the meltdown. 
And so even though we sold it in the meltdown at a discount, we still made money on it. You want to touch me? I make money. <laughs> Good times, bad times, up times, down times. Hallelujah. I may not make as much, but I make money. Amen. So, an idea. And when the numbers are too high for you to not be put off, because the one I'm serving in a matter of seven or ten days, can, can make those numbers come to you? Amen. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. And then, to do what Marilyn Hickey taught us, to go by the peace. Yea, let them say continually, the Lord hath pleasure in the prosperity of his servants. See, so when we stood there and we thought we, what we felt was peace and what we felt was the pleasure of God... Well, that lined up with the Word of God because the Word of God says, yea, yea, let them say continually, the Lord hath pleasure in the prosperity of a servant. And somebody could sit here tonight and say, yeah, but you stretched and, you know, it probably put you in a bind and whatever. No, 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 no. We, we bought that house on a 50. We, see, we took because I heard my daddy. Oh, man, here's another illustration. See, one illustration rolls into another illustration. Tell your neighbor, there's no end to this. <laughs> Tell the neighbor on the other side, there's no end to this. See, because I'd heard one of my daddies in the faith, Dr. Frederick K.C. Price, use as an illustration in June of 1988 at the Maybe Center in Tulsa, Oklahoma, in a message called The Other Side of Signs and Wonders. He didn't teach on it. He just used it as an illustration, paying houses off. Well, the thought had never occurred to me to pay a house off. I was just lucky. I mean, as far as I was concerned, I was just lucky to make the payment. But pay a house off? thought had never occurred to me but see because when we're flying down i-70 west from denver to aspen toward aspen and i had that idea see the reason i was in that tax bind was i'd paid that house off well now i got i got this money so when we bought that house that I, I used previously as the illustration, we went in there. We didn't go in there with half down, but I mean, we were, we were probably 40% down. But I did all of this. Listening to my fathers in the faith, doing what they taught, and listening to the leading of the Holy Spirit of God. Sometimes, now he's only appeared to me once. Well, that wasn't the Holy Spirit, but the Lord's only appeared to me once. That, that, that's it, one time. And, and don't go chasing stuff like this. You go chasing manifestations. You're, you're, both Finest Jennings Dake and Kenneth Hagin taught, when you chase manifestations, you open yourself up to demon spirits because they'll accommodate you. So I've only had that once, but... Sometimes he'll, he'll speak to me. It's not audible. He's never in my entire life that I'm aware of or that I can recall spoken to me in an audible voice. It's been, an, it's, been a, it's been words spoken to my inner man, my spirit man. Sometimes it's, a, it's just an impression. Sometimes I see it and then I do it. 
There's a man sitting here tonight, healed of cancer. I just saw it, and I did it. Should have been dead a long time back. You can do things by the leading of the Holy Spirit you cannot do any other way. Now, don't, don't get weird. Tell your neighbor, now, don't get weird. Don't get weird. Tell, tell the other neighbor, we've had enough weirdos pass through here. <laughs> so whatever you think you heard or sensed or saw, you check it out with the Word of God. So on that occasion, I saw myself stop him, lay hands on him, and I heard what I said to him. And it all lined up with the Bible, all lined up with the book of Acts. So I did it. And he was healed. And years and years later, he's here tonight. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God for the Word of God. Thank God for the written Word of God. But also thank God for the Rhema Christos. And thank God for anyone who just has the holy guts and courage to take God at his word. Thank you for listening to this life-changing message. To partner with us and to help us reach more people with the good news of the gospel, visit our website at faithchristiancenter.com. Your financial support is enabling us to reach more people than ever before. If you have never accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, pray this simple prayer. Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart. I make you my Lord and Savior. If you prayed that simple prayer, you are born again and today is a new beginning. We would like to send you a copy of Dr. Jean Lingerfeld's book, God's Very Own Child. To receive your free copy, call the church office at 817-561-3400 or send an email to info at faithchristiancenter.com. Remember to put God first in every area of your life because he loves you and has a wonderful plan for you. And don't forget, we walk by faith, not by sight.